Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the NFL show, season two, episode 22. My name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. I can say that tonight because tonight it is a very, very special episode as we welcome two brand new panelists to the show. Yeah, we've been keeping this secret. We've been uh, waiting for this for for a little bit of time, and uh, yeah, we're excited to get into it. Before we do that, let's jump into the warm-up. And the one. Bishop wore buttless chaps to the bat mitzvah. Have a great broadcast. You too, darling. Alex, as I try and build a little bit of, uh, I guess, suspense and build up, yeah, probably there, there isn't too much because on social media, obviously, we've done all of the, the releases of our two new panel members. But, uh, you know, the warm-up for, for our listeners, this is all about having a little bit of fun and some of the behind-the-scenes at Mojo. But this week, it's a pretty easy one. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we would like to welcome Riley and Lara to uh, Mojo Sports, to the NFL show. It is great to have you guys on board. Riley, going to start with you. The question we've got for you is um, exactly that, Just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, yeah, your connection to the NFL and the team you follow. Uh, Yes, so I've been playing uh, gridiron for 10 years now. Um, Started when I was 18, found the Gold Coast Stingrays um, and pretty much fell in love at first route. Um, I had kind of followed a bit of the NFL in my high school, just watched a bit in the mornings before school. Um, that's when I chose the Bears, who have broken my heart more than once in the past 10 years. Um, Alex can relate to that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I actually just uh, got announced last week I've been selected to represent Australia in the World Cup in July and August. Riley Hodgson, everybody. Mate, that is outstanding. Congratulations um, on behalf of everyone here at Mojo Sports Network, the listeners. That is an outstanding achievement, and we're going to be following and supporting you um, along the way. So great to have you on board, my friend. Uh, Well, let's jump into it. Lara, same question to you. A little bit about yourself, your connection to the NFL, and uh, the team you follow. Yeah, thanks. Um, I'm nowhere near as... uh... (laughs) you know, incredible as Riley. That's so great. Congratulations. That's super exciting. Um, I've never played a down of uh, NFL, but um, uh, us, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm obsessed and follow it uh, and have followed it um, really closely for a good few years. I think I needed a procrastination tool um, whilst doing a whole heap of study. And uh, it turned out that the NFL is a really, really, really good way of deep diving, (laughs) giving yourself hours and hours and hours of excellent um, interaction. Uh, So, yeah, I just got hooked um, and I am always one for the underdog. And so my team is the Jags, um, Jacksonville Jags, Duval, um, but I also follow the Eagles. So um, I have, and I have a, you know, a love affair with any team that has not been doing well for a while. 
don't ask me why, but I'm not into the winners, it seems. <laughs> I love that. I love that. No, it's, um, yeah, like, you know, the Jags went out and they, they drafted Trevor Lawrence and we thought all their problems were solved. But, uh, yeah, still a little bit of work to do. But, uh, yeah, some, a, a bit of a great – Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see. Well, guys, wait, welcome to the show. Um, it's great to have you on board. Um, but, yeah, let's jump into our first segment for tonight, The Huddle. Leave no regrets out there. That is what a real champion is made of. And for the Philadelphia Eagles, the long drought is over. How about those trees? A touchdown and a title for the Patriots. I can't believe it. They have completed the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. Those will be the best memories. Oh, awkward. That one hits a little bit different. Biggest comeback in Super Bowl history. Uh, yeah, my mighty New England Patriots getting the job done there. And a little bit awkward because this week, uh, the team in focus uh, for the huddle is the Atlanta Falcons. Last year, finishing with a record of 7-10. and 10. Um, All right, guys. Well, let's jump straight into this. Laura... Falcons, you've had a fair bit of you've had a fair bit to say in the group chat. You've been a little bit disgusted in their play over the past couple of years, but you know there is so, there is a huge fan base behind Atlanta. They have very high expectations, and yeah, they just haven't been quite hitting the mark in over the past couple of years. Yeah, I mean, you know, we were all super excited to see them reach Super Bowl a few years ago, and then we all saw exactly what happened with that. I think this team has just constantly been on the downward spiral. And this season, even though they managed to pull off a half-decent result coming out with that 7-10, and they've really showed us that they're actually not capable of doing all that much. Some of the worst defense that we've seen, some of the worst production on offense, you know, losing Calvin Ridley was a massive blow. But, you know, we still, you still kind of expect them to pick up the pieces a little bit. It's going to be interesting sort of coming into the season, coming in with all these great draft picks that they have managed to grab off that Julio Jones trade. But, yeah, just not a team that's very interesting. I'd much rather spend my time watching any other team in the league. Riley, I try not to go straight to the quarterback, but how can we not at Atlanta? Because what's doing, my friend? So Matty Ice, obviously, you know, we'll have conversations about, you know, what what he looks like, you know, as as we approach next season um, with the Colts. But yeah, Marcus Mariota and uh, yeah, a little bit of a, a quarterback play there in the draft as well. Talk to us a little bit about the QB situation for the Falcons. Yeah, it'll be exciting to see, um, like, Marriott is getting a starting opportunity um, for the first time in a couple of years after getting benched to the Titans, being the backup in Oakland. Um, and now he's going to have to go up against somebody who's, yeah, being a bit compared to him in terms of skill set-wise. Um, but also he, uh, Ritter had a really great uh uh, combine who's one of the most athletically um, skilled players he's very tall um, he's 6'3 I think so I think he's got the height over Mariota as well but um, it's going to be interesting to see they were very run heavy last year sending Cordero Patterson here there and everywhere pretty much and Kyle Pitts he's obviously a big target for them so it'll be interesting to see who gels with the I guess the new offense the best and and see who comes out on top. Lara, Mariota. I mean, it's it's hard to get, it, it's hard to um, you know imagine, but you know he, he was you know one of the better backups uh, you know in the league. But 
yeah, desperate times if you're sort of putting all your eggs in that one basket. You can certainly see what they're looking to do. They're probably going to look to run him into the ground because obviously he's a bit of a dual, uh, you know, dual threat there at the quarterback position. But yeah, first of all, thoughts on Mariota as well. And then, yeah, let's talk a little bit about Desmond Ritter. Yeah, I think you're right. Putting all your eggs in that basket is a little bit risky, but I have such a soft spot for Marcus Mariota. And maybe it's because I was into the Titans when, you know, he was running and scrambling and doing things like passing to himself and scoring a touchdown. He did that off an interception, which is quite remarkable. And, you know, such a, a... a good looking man with uh, gray hair. I think, you know, when we saw him come out in the, um, the game with the Raiders, everyone was like, wait, who is this? What, you know, how, how does he look? But I think, yeah, I think Desmond Ritter is really going to give him a run for his money. And I think that, um, yeah, I think that Arthur Smith is going to really like having both of those guys in the quarterback room. Um, and I think he is into having a running kind of, I think, I think he's going to like having Desmond Ritter and they ran almost the exact same time at the combine. They're almost the exact same, same height. And you're right, Riley, they've got a really sort of similar skill set. I've also heard him be compared to Ryan Tannehill quite a bit. So that's sort of interesting um, having Smith come over from the Titans as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. And and Alex, that, that that is kind of the good thing is you know if you're going to go with two quarterbacks, they kind of compete against each other. It's pretty handy if they're very very similar. That's definitely the case with Desmond Ritter. You know the other thing too is you know obviously we've had our fun. Everyone's trashed this year's quarterback class, but you know what we know is that the best uh, drafts you know of, of quarterbacks you know they they tend to sort of you know sort of fa- uh, fail out, and you know we we have some issues there, and and you know. I guess there could be a hidden gem. That's what I'm getting to. Is Desmond Ritter, could he be a player that surprises people? Because, you know, if that's the case, you know, drafting him in the later rounds, you know, that that could be something that could help Atlanta. Yeah, I think he could be a diamond in the rough for Atlanta. I mean, as you mentioned, right, it's good to have two quarterbacks that are relatively similar. So I think if Marcus Mariota really kind of just doesn't do well, and he might, he might not, depending on, on the people they have around him, to have uh, Desmond Ritter be able to step up and kind of be a very similar quarterback, I think that's going to help that O-line big time. So they don't have to adjust. Because if you're trying to adjust from a quarterback that's mobile to a quarterback that kind of sits in the pocket more, it's hard for that O-line to be able to do that sometimes, especially since they've got quite a few additions to their team this year anyway. Um, but yeah, I think having both those players, I think they'll be able to interchange them quite seamlessly. So I think, I think it's a good pick for Atlanta. Riley, you've been following the game for a very long time. They had the, uh, the, the number eight pick this year in the draft. I mean, it's weird times, isn't it? In 2022 that you're picking a receiver with you, with, with an eighth pick. I mean, that's, you know, that's something we haven't seen, um, for a very, very long time would have been frowned upon, but yeah, talk to us a little bit about, um, their number eight pick Drake London, uh, wide receiver out of USC. USC, not UFC. Um, yeah, talk to us a little bit about Drake and, yeah, what's your expectations for the rookie? Um, I think it's going to be really interesting. I think there was, like, eight out of the top ten picks were receivers or something ridiculous like that. Um, USC seems to produce quite uh, mobile receivers, I feel. He is getting the opportunity to almost be the number one straight off the bat. Um, especially with Wrigley being out. Kyle Pitts, still a tight end, so he's not going to get the same opportunities. Um, And I think he'll provide a good opportunity to get that aerial game back up and running. 
Um, I think since the uh, blow of the Super Bowl, they've kind of definitely hit a slump. Um, I don't know if that was just mentally or just losing a few pieces after that that kind of put them on the decline, but he's definitely going to give them a really good opportunity, especially having two quarterbacks who really are going to have to prove themselves to get that spot. He's going to give, be a great asset for them. Yeah, absolutely. Laura, that's a good point. Atlanta, they've just lacked juice, you know, so if, if Drake can come in and give him a little bit of something, it will be interesting, but... Talk to us a little bit about Kyle Pitts because now that guy is a is a football player. You know, they were talking about him as basically already having a gold jacket before he'd even played a snap of the NFL. But, you know, a little bit of a disappointing first year in terms of production. What's your thoughts on Kyle Pitts? Because, um, yeah, it, it just didn't quite work out in his first year. But, you know, uh, you know a, lot, a lot of people are still thinking that this guy's, this guy's it. Totally. I mean, the athleticism that Kyle Pitts has is unlike anything that we've really seen. And, you know, coming in last year, last year, I think was such a great opportunity for him to really shine. He was coming in with a veteran quarterback. He was coming in to a team that kind of hadn't been doing too well, but they were established. The problem coming into the second season is we've now got a team that's filled with newbies. We've got a whole bunch of rookies. We've potentially got a rookie quarterback. It's going to be really interesting to see how he works in and how he works in with either Ritter or with Mariota to actually perform. I mean, you know, over a thousand receiving yards and only one touchdown on the season. It's, you know, it's, it's a bit disappointing and it's great to see him with the flashy plays. Definitely got the potential, but maybe what we're actually seeing is that he's just not the right fit. Yeah. And uh, I know it sounds like I'm a salty fantasy football player, but that, that kind of was me. <laughs> he was uh, he was very, very quiet for the first half of the season and started to warm into the task. Alex, I'm deliberately avoiding the, the defensive side of the ball. We're going to have to get there eventually because it's been a horror story for quite a few years there. But, hey, let's give the kicker a little bit of uh, little bit of young, a uh, little bit of love. Um, you know, Koo there, you know, we, we've spoken about him and we've featured him on previous episodes you know, it, it, it's it's pretty handy, isn't it, when you've got someone who's pretty automatic and, uh, you know, the guy, the guy lo- um, you know, loves to, loves to put in a little bit of work in the gym. So talk a little bit about the kicker and then we can't get away from it, my friend. Let's talk about the defense because, um, yeah, Atlanta really need to lift this year if they're going to stay competitive in this division. They do. I mean, when you're kind of failing on all cylinders, at least your kicker's doing something for you, right? <laughs> I mean, you might as well have someone that can produce some sort of points for him. So props him on that. Look, their defense – is going to be, I think, a little bit similar to their offense. They've signed when you look at their free agency, they signed a lot of veterans to one-year contracts. So I think they're doing a quick, you know, kind of band-aid situation to stop the bleeding, if you will. But I do like they have bolstered their secondary, they have bulk, bolstered their rush defense. So I think they're making strides in the right direction. But I think they haven't really signed anybody long-term on their defense, and I think that's going to be the issue for them is that potential down the road. What do they look at? I mean, with the Matt Ryan situation going out, they had in 2023, they have excellent cap space for players that, that they can look to sign on their defense if, if they want to. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've signed, you know, they re-signed Eric Harris. They took a couple of players from, from um, you know, from the Raiders. Um, so they're definitely looking to have that veteran experience on their defense, which I think will help that very rookie heavy offense. Yeah, I think continuing on from that, I think the one positive that we did sort of see from last season was AJ Terrell. AJ Terrell, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's a guy, I reckon he's got more talent than Trayvon Diggs. Might not be as flashy and definitely didn't have as many intercepts, but that's a guy that they can actually really build a defense around and hopefully, you know, they'll start to do that. 
Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think he's going to be really amazing. And he was excellent last year. Um, they've also signed um, Grady Jarrett to a pretty long-term, <clears throat> I think a four-year deal, which I think is really great. Um, Dean Pease really, really likes him. Um, I think he's a really um, impressive player. And I think the the um, the guy that they took um, maybe second or third, I can't remember his name, um, I think he's an edge rusher. He's pretty bendy. So I think he's gonna, I think they're gonna get some pretty interesting play from the rookies that they took um in the first round before their quarterback. I thought that was so interesting that he fell that low. I think it was actually a real steal getting Desmond Ritter um that low. Um yeah, I think I'm hoping that he will be um quite good quite quickly. I'm I'm that was he was probably my pick out of all the quarterbacks. Yeah, um, no, I, I agree. There was a little bit of value there uh, for those that tuned into my mock draft a couple of weeks ago. I, I had Ebikete as a first round pick. He slid into the second round, which I thought surprising. I agree. The only thing I don't like about it though is uh, you know that <laughs> there's no sort of warming up. You know when it comes to falling to some of these franchises, he's going to have to sort of come in and, and and certainly perform straight away. But yeah, certainly has the talent. Um, yeah, look, it's going to be really really interesting and that quarterback battle. It's going to be very interesting this. Um, you know, can Desmond Ritter, um, you know, uh, you know, compete against Marcus Mariota and get the job? It's going to be a really interesting uh, camp battle there. All right, team. Well, quick round the grounds. Uh, let's dive into this record predictions. Now, we do go on tape and say we do give ourselves an opportunity to, I guess, refresh this as we get closer to the season. But what are we sort of thinking now when it comes to Atlanta's record? Last season, 7-10. and 10. Um, We'll go very, very quickly around the grounds here. Laura, going to start with you. Can they better last year's um, yeah, record of seven wins? No, I don't think so. Last year's seven wins came from underperforming teams. They struggled against every competitive team. I reckon they'll be five, six, um, something along that lows, those lines. Yeah. Riley, what, what, what's your thoughts on this one? Um, I think they're going to hit something similar. Um, the only thing that's working in favour, I think, is that uh, the Saints and the Panthers they're kind of doing a rebuild themselves. Having them twice a year is going to benefit them as well. I think they'll at least get two or three wins just out of those guys. Um, and then you can never rule out an interdivisional game. So the Bucks game, you know, there's another one there. But yeah, it's some, I don't see them. I don't see them going over 500. Yeah, look, I, I hate to do a push as well on on the seven wins, but. I just can't see how they get to eight wins. You know, I'm, I'm sort of doing the maths like you guys, and I, I don't know where it's really coming from. So I'm going to be generous and say, yeah, they, they hold it seven. But, um, yeah, Lara, what, what's your thoughts? I know you're a little bit of an optimist when it comes to some of these battling franchises in the NFL. Um, tell us the positive news here. What, what's your thoughts? Can, can, they, can they do better than seven wins? I was just about to say, I like, this is a time of year where I just think everyone's going to be a bit frisky. So I'm probably terrible at the prediction stuff. Um, But I hope, I think that seven is about right. I think maybe six (laughs) or seven. Um, But I'm really interested to see how they use London and Pitts together. Like they're two really, really big receivers. And one of the things I really liked about Drake London was that his contested balls, ball catch numbers are really, really high. And I think if you've got quarterbacks like Mariota or Ritter, you're going to need <laughs> maybe to do a bit more of that than you than you might like. Um, but, yeah, I don't really see it, them taking off this year, unfortunately. Yeah, I thought the same thing with Pitts and London. They've kind of deliberately, uh, yeah, done that because, um, yeah, quarterback accuracy is not, not exactly the greatest there at the Falcons. Um, Alex, uh, round us off here. Uh, predictions. 
Yeah, I think they're going to go seven. I think they could potentially get eight. I think they've had some good bolsters in there, potentially get eight. I say that. Laura makes the faces. I say that, but potentially get eight because I think their secondary might actually help them a little bit. And I think they've signed some, like, kind of – they've brought some players over from the Titans, which I think is going to be an interesting mix for them. Um, So I think that secondary might actually kind of lift them a little bit. So I'm going to go seven or eight, but I might be bold and say eight. Because everybody else says seven. Yeah, I love that. All right, well, we'll uh, we'll tune back into Atlanta as we get closer to the season. But, um, yeah, certainly a lot of moving parts there for the Falcons. will be definitely interesting to see. All right, team, let's move through to our next segment for tonight, the match. The most anticipated match in history, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! All right, team, let's jump into the match. And we've got a little bit of a series going here, uh, training camp battles, and we head to Pittsburgh where, yeah, we have a little bit of a a new era there for the Steelers with Big Ben, um, yeah, happily in retirement. We see Mitch Trubisky coming up against Kenny Pickett. We're going to go around the grounds and get people's sort of perspectives on this one. Um, Yeah, who do you think is going to win out this battle? Um, Laura, I'm going to throw it over to you. Um, Give us the good, the bad, the ugly. Talk about Trubisky. Talk about Pickett. And um, and then, yeah, finally, your prediction in terms of who's going to win this one. I'm going to start with the prediction. I think, you know, Kenny Pickett's definitely going to come out on top. I think that's what Mike Tomlin thinks. I think that's what the entire Steelers organization thinks as well. We can see that through the contract that they gave Mitch Trubisky and how they structured it. You know, two-year deal with only about $5 million guaranteed, but, um, you know, kind of gives you a bit of concern. Um, bringing him in, I think they were unsure if Kenny Pickett was going to fall. I think Mike Tomlin, despite me wanting him to take Malik, um, you know, he had his eyes set on Pickett and once he was there, it was a no-brainer. I think the one thing, though, that is concerning about Pickett is that he really only had his standout or and his only real decent year in his in his final year with over 4,000 passing yards and a 67% completion rate. You know, before that, it was in the low 60s with less, you know, it was, it was a bit of a disaster for him. So I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to come down to, you know, who they, how they play the game, what they're going to, how they're going to utilize their assets. But Mike Tomlin's the best coach, as you know, that's my, that's my biggest belief. And um, I think, yeah, I think he's going to get Kenny and get, take him all the way. Yeah. Okay. So we got one vote for, uh, yeah, the, the, the rookie there, uh, Kenny Pickett. Um, all right, Lara, what's your, what's your thoughts on this one? We got the, we got the veteran, we got, we got the young guy who's going to win. I am fully behind what Laura's saying. I think that Mitch Trubisky is not going to last long. Um, I think the smile on Mike Tomlin's face as he was talking about, um, he, yeah, that pick at quarterback sort of says it all. So, um, I, don't see Mitch Trubisky being the starter unless for some reason, you know, Kenny Pickett just isn't able to step up. Well, maybe he'll last a couple of weeks and then, yeah, I, I don't see it. I think Tomlin's found his guy and I think he's happy about it. Yeah, okay. So we've got two votes for Kenny Pickett now. What, what I guess we're very fortunate to do is we've got two insiders in the Chicago Bears camp who know a little bit about this particular veteran player. Riley, I'm going to go with, uh, with you. You've got a little bit of an insight into Trubisky. Um, yeah, and what's your thoughts on this battle? Who, who comes out on top? Uh, I think it's something really interesting. Um, I think Trubisky got a bit of a, a worse rap than he deserved with the Bears. Um, they were just a train wreck, and I say that with a heavy heart, um, for, for a lot of his, his time. I think the, the way the Bears traded up 
and got him at two when they really didn't have to. That was like the beginning of his end, really. Um, but as much as Tomlin and, and the Steelers love Pickett, I think to start out, I think Trubisky's going to win. I just think with having that veteran sort of experience already, having reps on the field, um, he's the only quarterback for the Bears to have won a playoff game in the past, like, 10 years, I think, um, and that was under Nagy. So he's got some form of talent. He can use his legs. Um, interesting thing about Pickett um, was his hand size is apparently a big issue, but then the, sh- the way his hand actually bends around the ball apparently gives him better surface coverage. I was listening to the way they explained it and how he was sending scouts videos of him that even though his hand only measured it nine and three quarters or something, it was actually still covering the ball well. So um, I guess for him sharing the pit and the Steelers facilities, like it's always been a dream for him to sort of cross over. Um, But I think to start the year at least, I think Trubisky's going to get it. Yeah, okay, excellent. So we've got a vote there for Trubisky. Um, Alex, you know a lot about Mitchell Trubisky, the highs, the lows, Oh, many lows. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, over to you, my friend. This is going to be interesting because, you know, um, you know, the Steelers towards the end, Big Ben, he really struggled. You know, he, he, he was uh, having all, all sorts of trouble. So, you know, the, the bar's not really high here. Um, and, you know, the, 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 the roster's starting to get put together. And as, as Laura mentioned, you know, Mike Tomlin, one of the best coaches in the game, they just need to sort out this quarterback position. So who do you think wins out in camp? Um, yeah, I mean, we all know how I feel about Trubisky, but I will say this. I do think that Nagy didn't quite give him the right system to be in. So I think he did get a lot of, you know, bad press and a bad rapid bears. But I mean, when you're Chicago Bears quarterback, like yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. It comes with the territory, I think a little bit minus Justin Fields. He's great. Love him. Um, but for me, look, I mean, there's two Better like between Mitchell Trubisky and Kenny Piggy, there's also a third quarterback in the Pittsburgh camp that they can actually utilize, but we're talking about uh Mitchell Trubisky and Kenny Piggott. So I, I mean I'm sure I'd be the odd one out if I said neither. If you if you say Mason Rudolph, that is gonna be an all time prediction, my friend. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think Kenny Pickett has uh, look I'm gonna go with Trubisky just because I think again he has a little bit more experience um but I think they'll definitely battle that out in the preseason and I think it'll be interesting to see it'll come down to the wire but I think Trubisky just based on experience and I think being it probably the Bills has probably been good for him maybe um learning under that system so I think Trubisky might just be able to edge out just a little bit yeah I think that point that you made about the time spent at the Bills I think without having seen that yet, it's maybe hard to make a call. Um, but I think, I think you're both right. I think Trubisky will probably end up starting. Yeah. Okay. we got a bit of a, bit of a split crew. Look for me. Um, look, I would go into full protection mode of Kenny Pickett. So I would be looking at the schedule. Um, I'd be very realistic about what that looks like and I would burn through Trubisky. So um, unless you're looking at that early season schedule and be like, we can win, you know, four, five, six games and really build Kenny's confidence, um, I would be starting with Trubisky. And then, you know, obviously we know that Chicago, they're going to have a little bit of a challenging season um, and then um, Kenny Pickett comes in to quote-unquote save the day. That's my prediction, but we'll see how that goes. Pittsburgh Steelers, let's see what they can do um, in the AFC. 
All right, team, let's jump into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. All right, team, in Rapid Fire, we've got another little series going, and it is our league MVP. So the question I've got for you tonight is, who is the best quarterback in the game right now? Riley, going to head over to you. What's your, what's your thoughts? Um, it's it's got to be, for me, it's Mahomes. Like, he's just, he's a freak. Even though he lost the Super Bowl against the, the Bucks, he had yeah. Bucks. He... He was running all over that field. He had no O-line. Like, they were down there two starting guards, like, and he still managed to make it a competitive game for at least the most part. Um, but giving a quarterback 13 seconds um, uh, as someone who's played, that that can be, like, that's an enormous amount of time, uh, but that is so far to go. Like, that was just ridiculous, the way he was able to pull that out of the bills, like, and, and so, I, uh, yeah, I find it hard to to find someone with his ability to make plays as well. Yeah, that, that's a great call on Mahomes, and we're all waiting to see, you know, what does it look like without Tyreek Hill? There's a few haters out there that are expecting, you know, it to sort of all come crumbling down, but there is way too much talent there. Very unorthodox as well. So for any sort of young QBs watching, I, I wouldn't exactly be throwing on Patrick Mahomes' tape tape for technique, but um, he's a playmaker and, uh, yeah, not, not a bad choice there for sure. Um, Lara, thoughts on this one? Who do you think's the, um, yeah, one of the best right now in the QB spot? Yeah, I, I'm really interested in Justin Herbert's progression and where he's going to go. I just thought the game against the Raiders at the end of the season last year was so remarkable in the way that he was able to, like, do things on fourth downs. I, I think not really... Yes, I really hear you saying, Riley, you know, what Mahomes can do is pretty damn remarkable. Um, But there's something about Herbert that I just really love watching. Um, So I'm going to say he's the person I'm quite interested in seeing where he goes this year. Yeah, he's he's got some uh, style about himself as well and you know that was that's going to go down as one of the, the the best draft picks of all time for the Chargers, you know, like if they you know they could have gone another direction and um, you know you've seen how successful the LA Rams has been in that market as Super Bowl champions. The Chargers are relevant, uh, they're a chance and um, no, he's an incredible incredible talent there. Uh look for me, oh, difficult one, not so difficult. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. for me. Um, you know, this guy is just trolling now. You know, he pretends to retire. He comes back, he's social media game. You know, he's, uh, yeah, he's just all over the place at the moment. But one thing that we know is he's going to be pretty serious about his football. You know, when you think about, um, you know, the, the, the Bucks season ahead, it is going to be particularly challenging. A lot of their players are getting quite quite old. You know, there's some, some new players coming through. So it's a big challenge for Tom, but um, yeah, never bet against the GOAT. So seven rings so far. Let's see what he can do. Um, yeah, can, can he get that eighth ring? It's going to be really, 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 really interesting. Uh, Laura, thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, you know, Tom Brady, you just can't go past it. And I think, you know, he's got nothing left to prove. He's the greatest. But, you know, it's a little hard for me because my heart and my soul wants to say Russell Wilson. But after seeing him post photos in Orange the other day, I just can't bring myself to do it. So I'm going to flip. I'm going to take another AFC team. I'm going to go with Josh Allen. 
He, I think, had an incredible season last season. You know, he started his NFL career a little rocky, but actually, you know, he didn't have any protection. He didn't have a no-line around him. They went out. They got him superstars. His relationship and his chemistry with Stefan Diggs is absolutely incredible. Um, And, you know, I think he's an all-around great guy. The team loves him. Buffalo loves him. You know, the mafia, they get around him. They get around his family. I think that speaks volumes. Um, but I also think he's got an absolute cannon and I think a lot of people are really regretting not having taken him. So, yeah. yeah. No, that's going to be a good one. And they got um, Cook's younger brother as well. So maybe they don't have to play their quarterback as a running back this year. I mean, you know, he, he'll, he'll obviously do his um, Superman thing, but, um, yeah, running him into the ground, um, not a smart move. So, yeah, Josh Allen, good pick there. Now, Alex, we know judging on the memorabilia, um, the jerseys, the fandom. We've all got a pretty good idea where you're going here, but justify it, my friend. Uh, who's your sort of favorite top quarterback in the game right now? I mean, look, my favorite top quarterback, and everyone's going to be like, he's not a top quarterback. He's still, you know, his second year, right? Rookie last year. But Justin Fields, I think he has a lot of potential as a, to be a really good quarterback, a very mobile quarterback. I think – his system under Nagy was never going to work for him because Nagy wanted to run his offense the way he wanted to run his offense instead of running the offense with the personnel he had. And I think when you let Justin Fields do his thing, his vision, his ability to read, his ability to run, I think is great. I think he has so much potential for young quarterback. I love where the Bears are going right now and trying to bolster the, the program around him. You know, they said, look, he had a rough year, but we're still backing him. He's still our quarterback, which I I love since we don't really have anybody else since we said bye-bye to Nick Foles and Andy Dalton. So I'm okay with that. If we only got Justin Fields, that's okay with me as far as being a Bears fan, but he will always be my favorite. And Alex, he is so tough. I mean, some of the hits he took, he, he was well within his right to take off that helmet, throw it into the ground, and just be like, you know what, I'm done. I, I can't handle this shit. This is ridiculous. Um, he's a tough little hombre, and um, no, I, I think you guys are really onto something there with, with Justin Fields. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Well, there we go. There's our league MVP, some of the best quarterbacks in the game right now. We're, you know, it's still early days. We, 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 you know, we're just starting out in the offseason, but, yeah, cannot wait um, for next season to roll around. All right, team. Well, there we go. Uh, Another incredible show. Just want to thank my panel. Always bring in the heat as we talk all things NFL. An incredible debut from both Lara and Riley. I'm so excited to have you both uh, here at Mojo Sports on the NFL show. There is so much to cover, um, so great to have you on board. And to our listeners, we really do appreciate your support. We've been checking the downloads. We're loving all of the support that you provide. Continue to do that. Continue to download the podcast, share with family and friends. And until next week, we'll catch you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.